But we need to reclaim that and look at our contribution of labor on the global economy. And once we understand that it's our labor and our um, forefathers that has actually done this. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 74th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. So excited to be here. Quick nod to our sponsors, uh, Milestone Mental Health Agency for all your family's mental and emotional health needs, as well as Apex Financial Group of Virginia. Question, have you begun preparing for retirement? Do you trust your financial professionals? I would urge you to contact the good folks at Apex Financial Group. They are a combined 50 plus years of experience in estate planning, and they can be reached at 757-640-0207. I'm super excited about today's topic. What are we sharing on? It is the great water debate. I bet many of you had no idea such a debate was taking place. Joining us are Christopher Harrison. He's no stranger to Black Wall Street today. Uh, He is the founder of Family Springs Natural Artesian Alkaline Water. Family Springs delivers natural, organic, alkaline-sourced bottled drinking water to health-conscious homes and businesses. Chris's goal with Family Springs is to raise awareness in schools, communities, and organizations about the amazing health benefits of water and how essential it is to our lives. Family Springs is a unity of conscious people that have come together as a family with a common belief in the one thing that flows in us through us, gives us life, and has the power to connect us all. That, of course, is water. Wow. (laughs) And also joining us is Mr. James Tabron. He is the owner of Water Plus of Virginia, which opened in 1987. Water Plus specializes in self-service steam distilled water, wherein consumers can bring in their own bottles to refill with distilled water or alkaline pH balanced water. Given the many current health concerns regarding city municipal water, well water, and even groundwater, Water Plus has consistently grown over the past 32 years. Water Plus also offers a variety of health, vitamin, and herbal products, along with water purification systems. They're located near Military Circle Mall, across from Costco in Norfolk. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, how's it going? How you doing? This show is a couple of months in the making. I'm so glad to to have you both here, my two favorite water guys. I want to throw this question out. I was uh, attempting to do some research to prepare for today's show. And the question is, um, if either of you could give us just an overview, a quick overview of the water bottling and distribution business. So how long has this been a thing um, and what has sort of the trend been over the years? Uh, Who wants to start? Okay, I'll go first. Go ahead, Um, So the water bottle industry has always been a big thing, Um, you know, dating back from any type of village where, you know, you have to figure uh, our culture and communities are always built around water. So the further we get travel out from the water, the source needs to be um, delivered to us. Uh, usually in those villages, it always came from the women going out and carrying those bottles from that village sense. And, you know, pretty much it's the same thing with modern day, you know. Interesting. Now you took me back even further than I was. Okay, okay. What would you say to that question, James, about the, the history of uh, water bottling and distribution? Well, that, that industry basically took started 
probably roughly about 40 or 50 years ago because at one time water was being delivered in glass bottles and of course that had its own inherent problems of, of yeah. bottles breaking. Uh, since I've been in business, uh, most of the bottles have been plastic and there are different types of, of plastic from polycarbonate plastic down to PET plastic and high density polyethylene plastic. But uh, over the past, I guess maybe 10 years, a lot of consumers uh, have started buying water uh, at different municipal, uh, I mean, at uh, different businesses, uh, whether it's a grocery store, whether it's uh, uh, some type of uh, discount store, or having water delivered. And at one time, uh, we actually at Water Plus, we delivered for about seven years. Oh, wow. And uh, just retreated from that and decided to uh, concentrate basically on just uh, self-service water where customers come in and fill their own bottles so things have really progressed over the past uh, 20 years that the customers have become accustomed to picking up their water got you but it's just been in the last 10 years that buying water sort of became a, a mainstream thing is what I hear you saying yes yeah, it became a fad first and then it became mainstream with with all the problems that have uh I've been talked about in the in the news media about water, whether it's in Michigan or, or in other places in the world. Uh, some, like just like in some countries, uh, people will have to walk five miles just to get some water. So water is becoming uh, it's always been a necessity, but uh, there will be water wars fought, and I don't mean just just Chris and I debating something. <laughs> <but> actually, <laughs> right? Actually, countries and cities fighting over water mm-hmm. because it's you have to have it. Yeah. What would you add, Chris? Were you going to say something? I think he was right on with all that. I mean, to be honest with you, yeah, it's, it's always going to be a war, you know, between that just because, um, you know, there's a lot of money that's involved in it. It's that state, you know, and governments are built around it. Um, so, you know, whether you're talking about privatizing it, um, it it's be, always become that type of deal where everybody wants to be invested into something that is connected to us forever. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Makes sense. And yeah, the, the fear mongers is, is the is the thing I think that really kind of drives the water industry uh, so much because, you know, there's so much fear behind what's in our water and what's contaminating our water. And because it makes up a large part of our body, you know, it's hard to kind of say no to it, you know. Right. So, right. You know, education would be so even if you the can't most important. access the best, you're going to drink something. Right. Right. Got you. So, Chris. Family Springs, what kind of water do you sell and why? Uh, so natural artesian alkaline spring water, um, which is derived from Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. That's um, a lot of adjectives. Right. It's natural, it's alkaline, it's, it's artesian, artesian, and it's spring water. Absolutely. Break it down. Right. So uh, and <laughs> the, the breakdown comes from um, the water is derived from a natural source, a natural spring where it is free-flowing. Um, that's where the artesian comes from, free-flowing above ground. Uh-huh. Um, so the water comes out, it varies at a 74 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. So even if you look at our website, you can see one of those cold 17-degree days we went up into the mountains to get the water. You can see the steam actually coming off. So what they do is actually... Um, that sounds like a field trip, but anyway. It most certainly is. <laughs> it, 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 it is. It, um, but uh, it's a small business, a uh, small town uh, where, you know, their history actually goes back. 
um, for all the way back to the Native Americans actually using those mineral springs to, to bathe in, even back with the George Washington and Lord Fairfax, uh, um, they used to use those waters. So um, the mineral content in the water is very, um, very well known. Um, throughout history. Um, they're also known for having uh, the International Water Conference was, was uh, a few weeks ago. Um, hmm. So they have, a, you know, a water bottler companies that come from all over the area to actually taste and do water testing. Uh, so it, it's, um, for me, that's what I wanted to bring, something that was more organic um, because a lot of people use the word and the term natural, organic, or spring water. And, you know, those things can vary. Uh, exactly what exactly spring water is um, you know you can put that on a bottle and just say call it spring water gotcha okay James I've got the same question for you what kinds of water do you sell and why well we sell distilled water steam distilled it's actually vapor compression steam distilled uh, water we start off with city tap water because we have to have a source and the water then goes through carbon filtration, water softener, goes into our vapor compression uh, steam distiller, and then it goes through uh, carbon filtration afterwards and gets ozonated. And our uh, objective here was to provide the cleanest water because we feel that, that your body will cleanse itself better if you're drinking clean water. Uh, the other component is that your body will actually hydrate better if you're drinking clean water because on its way, at once you drink the water, your body will be able to put more, transport more nutrients throughout your body, throughout itself, and also you're on its way out, so to speak. Mm, gotcha. You will have more contaminants being able to be placed into the water. And it's similar to uh, if you, had, you were drinking tea, if you put two spoons of sugar, it would dissolve. If you put maybe 10 spoons of sugar, that would reach a point where the, the tea would become saturated and the uh, contaminants, I mean, the sugar would not dissolve anymore. And to some degree, your body works that way. The cleaner the water, your body can utilize what water basically is, is meant to be, and that's to lubricate and to transport nutrients and waste. That, and, and also it helps as far as keeping your body cool. So we took a quite somewhat of a different approach, and that's because when I was uh, introduced to distilled water, water always had a strange taste, and I had to drink it cold. Well, mm. with distilled water, water with distilled water, you actually end up with clean water, and water itself does not have a taste. But most people drink it cold because it it has contaminants in it. Right. So we took a different approach, and we also sell alkaline water, and. Um, that's been uh, probably about two years now we've been selling alkaline water because it's become very popular for a host of reasons. Just in the last two years you started selling alkaline water? Yes. Now is your alkaline water distilled? Yes, we distill the water, then the water goes into the alkaline uh, machine and it'll actually produce uh, alkaline water from 8 pH, 9 pH, and 10 pH. Anything above 7 pH is considered alkaline. So wow. We, to, we do give customers a choice. And we were doing also, some mental somersaults trying to think about how you could distill, how you could alkalize distilled water. 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> that makes have, sense. So you, you had to distill it. first and then you run it through the... Yes, you have to put minerals back in it because distilled water does not conduct electricity. So the only way you can ionize the water, which means let it have a, an electrical charge, which has some antioxidant benefits, is you have to put minerals in the water. So we actually have a mineral cartridge that remineralizes the, the distilled water. Wow. And that and that's perfectly okay. I assume it is. I mean. oh, it's even desirable by a lot of people because it has okay. antioxidant properties as far as your body cleansing itself. Okay. Interesting. So let me ask Chris. Um, well, let's do this, right? Both of you are phenomenal teachers, right? And so... Sure. Clearly, education was kind of at the core of this. Um, what? Why did you go into this business? I mean, you could educate around anything, mm-hmm. but why and, water? Um, because it's important. Um, and like I said, it's connected to everything. So I mean, was it like a, when I grow up, I want to... No, it was actually coming from the point where um, I realized that bottled water industry in uh, economically challenged areas is not the same as being sold into other uh, other areas where it's higher income mm-hmm. and we can you know we can also determine that you know by the schooling system is of course in those different types of senses right so we're not getting qu- uh, the same quality um so that's something that i wanted to bring and the more natural and the more closer you are uh to nature this is why we're going through the organic processes of farming and those different types of things it connects us so nothing connects us better than water period you know what i mean like before, if you wanted to get into a spiritual uh, concept of saying, you know, God made us and formed us from dirt, well, dirt will fall together if you don't put no water to it and make it into mud. And you know what sure. I mean? So it, when you talk about forming yourself and forming around being connected to everything, you need to connect to the organic from the fruits and vegetables where um, water is actually transported through the roots and then stored in the fruits and the vegetables. That's where you get those minerals because mineral, minerals are inorganic. So it has to come from the earth. Got it. And so in order for that to be transported into your fruits and vegetables, water takes that and puts that into there. So that's one of the reasons why I do um, and bring that artesian alkaline water, bottled water, because there has to be a connection. And if there's no connection to us and the nature and the world around us, then we fail to, you know, to evolve as the way that God actually intended us to do. So um, that's Makes one sense. That's one of those things where I wanted to make sure that I was being able to provide that, that, that resource to our community. Okay, okay. What say you, James? Why, why the water business? I know you're an educator at heart, but you could have done anything. Well, yeah. Uh, I was actually and literally wandered into a water store over in Hampton. At uh, Hampton, what used to be Hampton uh, Coliseum. Okay. Uh, Coliseum Mall. And I was walking through the mall, and I looked over, and I saw a store, and there were men walking around in lab coats, and they had some aquariums in, and they had these shiny uh, machines or appliances. So I basically wandered in and said, what is this? And uh, the gentleman that uh, started talking to me uh, gave me a pretty good lecture on contaminants being in your water. And most of us realize, most of us don't realize that there are contaminants in water. If you spill water on a mirror, 
mm-hmm. and you see that trail left behind when it dries, when the water evaporates, then people say it's a water, uh, water spot. Well, it's actually not the water that's spotting. It's the contaminants in the water. Wow. And that may be minerals. It may be uh, waste products. But it's something that is dissolved in the water. So the water itself evaporated. But at any rate, I, at the uh, store that I had walked into, the gentleman did the puppy dog clothes on me. After explaining a lot about about the water, he said, here, take this home with you. And, oh, wow. of course, I took it home, and I realized I could drink the water. It was distilled water, and I realized I could drink the water at room temperature. And I thought, this is this is different, because usually water would make me feel a little nauseated. Mm-hmm. And, and most of us drink water cold, and people don't realize that the reason they're drinking it cold is that they think water has a taste, but it's not the water, it's what's in the water. So to make it ver- make this, uh, this scenario a little, little uh, shorter, what happened was that the person who sold me my distiller, because I ended up buying a natural water distiller from him, okay. he ended up starting a chain of water stores. And in 1987, I joined that franchise. And in 1995, I changed the name of the store to Water Plus, and my goal then was I always wanted to be in business for myself. Okay. So I was thinking, well, I had an opportunity to open up Norfolk as far as a distributorship agreement with this gentleman, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, it's health, and this is something I have a personal testimony uh, towards. I ended up in the water business, and that's been November since November 9th, 1987. So I wow. literally stumbled into a water store. Mm-hmm. Wow. Incredible. So we've got just a couple minutes here. I'm going to let you guys share your contact information. But when we come back on the other end of the show, we're going to talk about pH. We'll get into some of the, the more technical aspects of, of what you all teach. Um, James, how can we find Water Plus? We are located at 5950 Poplar Hall Drive in the city of Norfolk. We're around the corner from Military Circle Mall and across the street from Costco that used to be Price Club. We're directly across from their service station in, in Dixie Square Shopping Center. So we're less than two minutes off the interstate. Okay. Perfect. And website and phone number? It's uh, waterplusofvirginia.com and our phone number is 757 757- Perfect. And if you would, Chris, give us your information as well, and then we're going to get a little break. Sure. You um, can catch us at familysprings.com, um, number 888-927-4257 for any phone calls. Um, and all social media, uh, Family Springs Water. Uh, you can also Google Family Springs Water um, and... You know, that's the way, best way to contact us and get in touch. Perfect. We will be back in just a moment. We have an update. We'll talk in just a moment. Excellence is being able to perform at a high level for a long period of time. The next level success is just a step away. Stay tuned. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after a word from our underwriting sponsors. When the conversation is good and the friends are even better, you'll find a wine that brings it all together. Shoe Crazy Wine. Remember that name. 
Shoe Crazy Wine. Available at Costco, Kroger, and these other fine retailers. We know you love jazz music, so let's try some jazz music with a little R&B flavor. some jazz music with a little trap flavor. Jazz and Caribbean. Hey, we mix it up. So, online, look for Grandpa Crunk and enjoy the great jazz music. Grandpa Crunk. Jazz music. Peace. I'm your brother Crunk. I have a new podcast called Snatched. Sorry, you're about to get snatched. It's the best of my YouTube channel from TV. In audio mastered format. Snatch and run! On Blueberry, Android, the Edgy Podcast, Stitcher, Digital Podcast, and Speaker. Ever experienced what snatching is like? And now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham on Smooth 88.1 WHOV. Welcome back. It's time for Hashtag Money Talk with Apex Financial Group of Virginia, Mr. Michael Gray and Mr. Anthony Epps. How are you? Hello there. How are you? Good. Doing well. So excited about what you're going to share today. Let's get started. Okay, yes. We're going to talk today about something that uh, pretty much is a major concern now uh, in, our, in, our, in our society. And we're going to talk really today about Social Security benefits, how to maximize Social Security benefits, and I'm going to speak about some updates on how you can actually get more information uh, okay. on these particular types of benefits, okay? So we're going to talk about Social Security benefits on today. Now, before we get started, just want to put a few statements out, okay? Let's do it. Uh, today, most retirees and most people today, uh, years ago, uh, their major concern was death, okay? Okay, people was worrying about dying, okay, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Okay. But now, the major concern amongst most retirees is making sure that they don't outlive, okay, their money, their income, okay? Yeah. They want to have enough income, okay, to to live on, okay? So today, Social Security, again, is what we call a major source of income for most people, okay, age 65, and over. Now, Social Security is one form of uh, income for retirees, okay? Uh, we also have a lot of people that have what we call employment pension funds, you know, they get the time of those. Right. We have income from what we call traditional IRAs and 401ks, Roth IRAs, okay, non-qualified assets. Uh, sometimes when people retire, they have to continue working beyond 65, and then you have some uh, have to uh, you know, around the family, okay, for support. So today we're going to talk about ways to 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 maximize Social Security. Now, when we look at Social Security, okay, uh, mm-hmm. you have a couple of things that uh, that that you have options on. Okay, a lot of times uh, individuals take the early op, which is at age 62. Okay, you can start basically uh, collecting Social Security benefits, or you can wait until we call the full retirement age which is age 66. Okay, at age 66, you get the full retirement benefit. Now, if you decide to take an early op, which is at age 62, okay, there will be a 25% or better decrease, okay, in your monthly 
a benefit check. So if you take the earlier out, you're going to actually decrease your benefits by 25%. Got it. If you 66, okay, you get the full, you get the full retirement benefit, okay? Now, so with that said, uh, of course, uh, a lot of times when you look at Social Security, uh, it becomes more complex when you have a spouse involved, okay? Yes. You have two spouses involved, okay? So what we're going to do today, we're just going to talk just very briefly, okay, on some things that could be a benefit to to most individuals who are looking uh, for retirement benefits. Now, I'm going to talk very briefly, and keep in mind that because of the, uh, the, the time limitation here, uh, I can't really get into a whole lot of different strategies, but I will say this. I will say that Social Security, okay, coming in for a checkup on your Social Security is worth it. If you allow me one hour, just one hour, okay, uh, I will give you a free consultation, and I oh, will wow. take a Social Security benefits, okay, to make sure that you're getting the maximum, because a lot of times, People are not getting the maximization out of their Social Security benefits. Okay, got it. So, uh, so, so with that said, I'm going to talk just very briefly, okay, about some of the things that uh, that, that 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 can take place for individuals concerning, okay, spousal spousal benefits. Okay, again, uh, one benefit is that uh, when you have spousal benefits, okay, if you have a husband and wife uh, both working, okay, and they basically retire. And one of the spouses, okay, the age 62 or the age 66, begin receiving their benefits, okay? Mm -hmm. The other spouse, okay, that's not receiving benefits, okay, can be entitled up to 50%, okay, of that spouse's uh, uh, benefits. Okay, for example, uh, if we have a spouse uh, that have a monthly income from Social Security, let's say of $2,000, okay, Okay, and that spouse elects to take their benefit, whether it be at age 62 or age 66. So that spouse is receiving benefits, okay? Uh, let's say the other spouse, okay, all right, uh, they decide to take their benefits as well. But their benefit amount is only like, let's say, $700, okay? Mm -hmm. The spouse that's receiving the $700, okay, can apply for what we call a spousal benefit, which means by applying for a spousal benefit, we can actually raise that $700, okay, up to $1,000 per month. So okay. that right there is $300 a month income that will be coming to you, okay, if you have the information and get the updates on Social Security. So what we're saying here, and that's oh, wow. that, that, that spouse can get a $300 a month increase, raise, okay, by just knowing what to do. And you look at $300, okay, over a year's period of time, that's $3,600. Over 10 years period of time, that's $36,000, okay? Mm -hmm. That could be in your hands by just knowing what to do. So again, these are some of the strategies, okay? This is one of many strategies, okay, that, that we can present, okay, that can help a lot of individuals, okay? Yeah. Uh, to uh, get the maximum benefits, social security benefits, okay? Uh, can I ask another, you a quick question? Sure, go ahead. Is what I draw from Social Security directly proportional to what I put in? In other words, well, maybe that was clear. Is that clear? No, they have Can I only get out of it? Okay, go ahead. They have an index, okay? So, okay. of course, you, know, you have to have 40 quarters, okay, to qualify, okay? 40 uh, quarters. Which, which is actually 10 years of employment, okay? Now, gotcha. what they do is they do what they call an index. They'll take 
yo, 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 30 years plus of salaries, income, and they put in the index and they would calculate, okay, what your monthly benefits would be, okay? So that's more like a calculation. Uh, they have an index that they use to uh, come up with the amount that you'll be getting each month uh, on your Social Security benefit. So that's how you do that. But okay. to answer your question, uh, basically, on the average, okay, uh, that's going to depend upon, you know, of course, uh, the individual income, okay, history over, over 30, 35, 40 years of work. Got work. it. Got but it. the main thing is you have to have 10 years or 40 quarters in order to qualify. In order to get anything. Got to have 10 years exactly. in. Okay. Exactly. okay. Not, unless, not unless you're married, okay, and, you know, your, your spouse is uh, receiving benefits uh, through a divorce, okay, through some other means, okay, that would be an opportunity for a non-working person to uh, to receive uh, uh, benefits. Now, Got I'm going to speak about divorce, okay? Okay. Uh, now, I'm going to go back to the spousal benefits, okay? Now, let's say in life, things happen, okay? Sometimes people end up, you know, separating and getting divorces. So, if you have a situation where, I'm going to go back to that same situation where we have two spouses, uh, now, they're now divorces, they're, they're now divorced, They've been divorced over 10 years, okay? And let's say one of the spouses, uh, their benefit is, let's say, again, $2,000, okay? Mm -hmm. All right? All right? And the other spouse, okay, all right, uh, they have a low amount on their on, 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 on their benefit. Okay, what the divorce? I got you. Yeah, the go divorce, ahead. Okay? They can apply, huh? Like $400. Yeah, yeah, you can save $400 on that same on that same example, they can come up with another billion dollars, okay, which would be another thirty six cent dollars a year, just off the divorce. Even though they separated, they can still get what we call a spouse benefit. Wow. Right? And it okay. won't affect the other spouse because when you go down the platform, they don't have to be notified. Got that's it. A, that's just a benefit that okay. people don't know about. Okay? Gotcha. So this mm -hmm. is just one of many Okay, different strategies that we can employ, okay, with these updates. And the key to it is every situation is different, okay? And yeah. since Social Security is one of the most major source of retirement income, I think it would be well worth the time just to allow yourself one hour free consultation for a Social Security, okay, checkup, okay? And uh, it's free. It don't cost you anything. And by doing that, we may be able to help maximize some of your benefits and give you more income just by employing just a few of these strategies. So it's very important. How could I, how could I uh, schedule an appointment to come in? Okay, it's real simple. You can call us here at our office number. It's 757-640-0207. Okay? Got it. You can reach that number and call in for your fee consultation. Uh, our location here is 355 Crawford Street, Suite 320, Portsmouth, Virginia, 23704. And also, too, uh, we have uh, email, which is apex, A-P-E-X, underscore, of, underscore, VA, at yahoo.com. Also, too, our, web, our website is www. Apex Financial Group. That's one word. Apex, Apex Financial Group of VA.com. So Got it. you can reach out to us and uh, we'll be more than happy to uh, sit down with you and look at your situation to see if we can help maximize your, your benefits by giving you a pay raise. Real simple. 
Perfect. What else do you want to share? Okay, got two uh, minutes. Also, too, uh, with this here, okay, mm-hmm. keep in mind that uh, when you look at Social Security, okay, uh, there's, there's, there's so many different strategies. But yeah, okay, yeah. A lot of times with the Social Security benefits, we can do a, a couple more uh, strategies. It's called file and suspend strategy, okay? And the way that works is that let's say you got, a, uh, again, looking at spouses, you got a, a married couple, one is going to receive a higher benefit at what we call full age, okay? and age, okay, that spouse, okay, could actually delay, he could actually, or she could delay their benefits to age 70, and by delaying their benefits at age 70, they'll pick up 25% more income, and then the second spouse, okay, can actually start applying for their benefits, okay, while the other spouse's benefits is in delay, and by going that route, that's a way of maximizing uh, your benefits, okay? Gotcha. So that's called like a filing suspense, okay, or delay. So there's a lot of different lot of different avenues that most people are just not made aware of because there's so many different strategies that fit so many different people. And the most important thing is is that sitting down and looking at it from a uh, perspective through a consultation. And I think that'd be the best way for me to sit and analyze and see what I can do to, to have individuals out. So I would, I, I would really, really, truly recommend you know, just getting a checkup because, again, it could translate into uh, more income for you. Additional income. All right. And you all are able to be reached at 757-640-0207, apex underscore of underscore VA at yahoo.com for a consultation. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. We look forward to speaking next week. Perfect. Now joining us is Dr. Oliver Jones. He is the director of Source Energy Group in Virginia Beach, which is a global corporation with a drive to change the world with energy and technology solutions. Jones is also an assistant professor in the School of Business at Hampton University, and he enjoys sharing the wisdom he's amassed throughout his career with his students as well as in his philanthropic endeavors. Welcome back, Dr. Jones. It's good to have you here. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Always privileged to see you. Fantastic. I know that you have put together an incredible strategy through building wealth yes. with your business students. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not We're not just talking theoretical anymore, no, 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 right? No, we're not. actually it's, building it's, businesses. It's, 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 it's not just um, um, theoretical anymore, and it's it's just not... It's, it's gone beyond the, the students now. We've, we've, um, we've shifted now um, officially from formulating strategy to now you know shifting gear to implementing strategy okay and and, and, and that's a big shift and and um, in order to do that um, you know we and I, I, I've talked to you a couple of times so we we essentially went through um, 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 two, you will look at all three phases but we you, we spent a lot of time in basically digging back historically um, to see the grounding in which we basically wanted to to ensure that is in place um, and to see the steps forward and mm-hmm. so 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 the three phases with one is um, reclaiming the, our legacy of wealth the second is um, building on our legacy of wealth and the third one is expanding our legacy of wealth so so it's, a, it. it's it's the the reclaiming part it it was um, fascinating um, one of the things that I, uh, happened to me last year um, um, last um, fall is that I was one of five um, you know candidates to run for what's called the Global Di- Jamaica Diaspora Council representing mm-hmm. a million Jamaicans um, in the United States up and down East Coast right okay and um, and 
before running, I basically needed to basically understand the platform, the context in which even the Jamaican diaspora, the impact of the Jamaican diaspora on the on the on the, the African American experience over over mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And in kind of, I went back and actually did the whole framework back over our 400 year time frame, and kind of see all the integrations and and um and the influences and what we have done as a people. And, and so it allowed me to actually, you know, realize how much we've done and the value that um, we as a, um, um, a diaspora had on the economics growth, not just of, of the United States. We talk about the United States a lot, but of the globe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 so and that's something plenty. that we don't talk about often. We don't often. talk about it at, I mean, at all. Obviously, right. we're being trained not to consider it. Because, yeah, yes. Um, and and, and yeah. so going back through... The way you have to context it is like when you talk about um, wealth, you put wealth in two categories. You have capital wealth, Mm -hmm. right? And then you have consumer wealth. Mm -hmm. In order to basically get to consumer wealth, you have to basically first have capital wealth. Right. Um, Components of capital wealth from, from, from jump, right, is essentially land, labor, and know-how, right? You know, how you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, this basically essentially leads to, you know, the ownership of industries, factories, and uh, and ultimately production, which is the consumer wealth side, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We talk a lot of our contribution to GDP, which is essentially gross domestic product, mm-hmm. which is a, 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 a collection of the outputs, uh, you know, to a consumer. But we don't look at it from the producer side and what own, who owns the production, because ultimately that's where we... We basically have to look for it. Well, right, right, right. Um, wow. So, 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 you, so, so, I have to kind of break it down slowly. You know, and, I know. And to have I'm already. It. We need yeah. an entire hour. We have. Together. We need an entire hour. We need to hour. stop with these we, we, five minutes. Yeah, this is that. This is not. Yeah, the five is not because essentially, it's a big if concept. if we don't get this, then then we keep missing it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got it a couple of times in history over time. I noticed. All right. One is well. So first on the reclaiming side, let's say. Look at labor, right? Every time we basically, um, I know we have to look at history, and we got to look at you know what or you know you know what other people have done to our people in terms of the the the, the use the, the taking of ownership of our labor. But we need to reclaim that and look at our contribution of labor on the global economy. And once we understand that is our labor and our um, forefathers' labor that has actually done this, and understand in context what is contributed to the global economy, mm-hmm. then it's a different lens, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, 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 and, and so over time, you, 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 of course, the first century, six from sixteen nineteen to seventeen nineteen, unofficially, you know, um, you know, you know that kind of, um, you know, um, unofficial stealing of labor was happening. But it was our labor. It was right? still our labor. It's still our labor. Yeah. Um, and 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 of course, um, you know, the formalization in 1719 when those um, boats start coming into New Orleans of you know have it been a functional part of it. You see that um, the first um, industrial revolution after that, that that took place in UK, where steam was um, you know the corn you know science and and the, the, the exposure of uh, use of steam in production. Um, came about, but only because we were producing too much. Our labor was producing too much, uh, so hmm. they could basically manu- manually produce the, with the amount of um, output that was coming from labor in the West, got African it. labor. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, so, so you got to look at it from that context too. Where if you if you start to talk about detaching somebody else own our labor from the labor. 
to be reclaimed and say, okay, this is the labor and the contribution to, to labor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, land wasn't something that was, you know, we can talk about all the, you know, who didn't give us what on the land part, which is true, right? Right. But, 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 but in the later part of the 1800s, we actually got some land in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some land, you know, from the, the, the um, our Indian folks, and we basically developed ultimately what the show is called, right? That the Black Wall Street came yeah. out of the fact that we identified land, and we basically reclaimed our labor, and we built, and we produced, and we demonstrated what we could do as a sample from, from as the a Black sample. Wall. I like that sample. <laughs> so we had the, we have the prototype, um, mm-hmm. and when we actually reclaim and understand our reclaim land, um, our capital, our know-how, our labor, and then start produce from it. Right? Yeah. So the context of, of of then realizing that we've done it already, mm-hmm. we know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, and if you look at it, the, the time frame was fascinating when I look at it because, um, you know, of course I talk about the, the 1719 with the, the formalization of slavery, but but the reclamation um, 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 started um, in in uh, 1819. Underground Railroad, where <laughs> we started to basically do the reclamation of this labor, the power back for labor, right? Um, yeah. By 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 1919, of course, um, uh, you know the formalization of um, uh, under um, the the Black Wall Street that was uh, you know um, 1905. But by 1919, here comes Marcus Garvey with the recognition, say, hey, time to take it another level. Huge. You have the yeah. sample. Right, mm-hmm. but this can be replicated, um, you know, throughout not only the U.S. but throughout um, uh, wherever there is the the, the African diaspora, mm-hmm. and we then start to talk about the the the, the trade between the Black Wall Streets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it is essential and create a global trade infrastructure. In in on a top of which you have vertical integration, horizontal integration, and that's how you basically actually build wealth. So, so the context of actually doing it is already there. Is there? Um, and, yeah. um, but, 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 so I had to go back with the, the, the team and actually look and examine the, the 400 um, uh, years and, and uh, look at it through the lens, lens of wealth. I had to go back and look at it um, through the lens of land, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, uh, you know, one fact that was known as much is that while we basically were starting to do that claim on land from, from to start Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. That's the same time UK was doing the colonization of land from Africa. It's the very same time we very were we were grabbing, we were getting land on this side, and UK basically went and basically did the whole claim of land and open uh, you know under uh, over land in Africa. Mm-hmm. And to this day, you have all the issues that happen with with with, with um those that those colonization right, the recognition always of land. Labor know-how, and which ultimately turned into um, the the capital wealth um, of factories and 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 the production components, inventories that then lead to um, the whole producing part to GDP. <laughs> so, so, so we got it. We got it's it. We got an understanding. We got to yeah. get it right. Mm-hmm. It, but 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 we didn't just stop of understanding it because we wanted to to do that to, to basically lay the foundation mm-hmm. structurally of how we're going to actually do this this new new time right. We are so, one minute. Right. So, so give us. So so now we're on the building phase because now so the building phase now we actually are implementing a structural. Um, yeah, you know, and we have the model in which we are saying, I know like, okay, you have the model. <laughs> and, and, and so the model is kind of using existing systems that we have, right? Okay. 
Um, so we have systems in place. We have HBCUs, we have MSIs, we got um, organizations that are, are in place in communities, right? Sure. As one element of it. Mm -hmm. we, we then basically look at a, um, you know, I've been basically developing like the fund context of collaborating capital, right? To okay. be able to actually do that, uh, uh, that aspect of it. So we've, we've developed what we call um, a model for revolution wealth. Right, and then we have like the kind of the, the third part is is gonna be like the community organizations, um, kind of nonprofit part that makes sure that there's inclusion, all the aspects of what those development and all those components happen. So, so the basis of it now, I, I actually introduced it in Washington D.C. last week, and it got like rousing reception. Now really? I'm getting now I'm getting invited to be on um, uh, the advisory board for. Um, opportunity zones for for um, for for energy. Um, you know, you know. I have to go back to talk to one of the congressmen in terms of even appropriation, infrastructure approach, appropriation for those designs. But bottom line is, it, it ultimately is we're building wealth through actually building what we call built to scale corporations, right? Um, from 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 scratch and wow. and and use those as a vehicle. Are of you going to give me a full wealth. hour? Are you going to keep making I, me cram I, in I, ten minutes? I, you know what? We, we, we got to wrap we, it up we, like we, right now. We deserve. We 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 should we should basically assign um you know a few a few um uh, you know, sessions for Seriously. for for talking about all of this for because the next couple of months we're going to do some serious rollouts. Okay. Perfect. Well, I'm super blessed to have had you here today. Yeah. Uh, and I look forward to, let's let's get that on the calendar for April, May, full hour. Full 12 up. to 1. 12 to 1. We're going to have this conversation. Absolutely. Okay, cool. <laughs> and, and I'll probably bring in some of the, the, the team um, that is do. working on it too. That'd be great. Sounds good. So we'll talk soon. I mean, all right. A couple of an announcements here before we get back to our water specialist. I do want to... Oh, we're going to break. We'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> the biggest financial asset that you have going for you by miles is the value of your own earning power over the years. If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. More important business insights are on the way. Stay locked in. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after these messages. Come to the Hampton University Museum and Archive. Free and open to the public, travel back in time and enjoy the masterpieces from the 19th century, the Harlem Renaissance, and even contemporary movements such as Africobra. We are home to the largest public collection of African-American art. You can also admire the museum's special gems like the Liberty Pin, used by Abraham Lincoln to sign the Emancipation Proclamation. Founded in 1868, we're the country's oldest African-American museum. Explore our 10 galleries of fine art from Pacific Islander to African to Native American. We also welcome students and educators to find over 10 million primary documents and photographs for curriculum research. We take pride in our national treasure and hope you do too. Call 757-727-5308 or visit museumathamptonu.edu for more information and events. Keeping you informed, we are the essence of HU 88.1 WHO. Are you a 757 business owner? Do you desire to make new connections and grow your community involvement? Could you benefit from taking classes to sharpen your skills? Well, join Black Brand, Hampton Roads Regional Black Chamber of Commerce. Completing a membership application is simple. Just click onto our website at www.blackbrand.biz 
or download the app. We look forward to meeting and building with you soon. WHOV would like to thank Black Brand for its support of WHOV programming. Hi, I'm Gina Pemberton, president of the National Hampton Alumni Association. Our time is now. This is our moment to define what being a Hamptonian really means. At a time when the relevancy and impact of HBCUs is without question, it's absolutely critical that we all engage, work together, and give back to our home by the sea. Engaging as an alumnus means to join your local alumni chapter, mentor a current student, and donate regularly. Join your local alumni chapter now. Logging on to nhaainc.org. Keep Hampton's legacy strong for generations to come. Hey, this is Seiko, DJ Seiko Varner, the producer of this podcast. So when I'm not producing podcasts, I'm actually DJing wedding receptions, corporate events, proms, other formals. And I would love to take care of your special event. So our company is Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. That's www.positivevibes.net. We've been performing for over 25 years, and we would love to bring our expertise and our fun to your special event. Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. Peace and prosperity. And now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham on Smooth 88.1 WHOV. Welcome back. It's the 74th edition of Black Wall Street Today. Do you all remember we're focused on the great water debate? So excited to have our two guests, Chris Harrison and James Tabron. I've got a question in closing pertaining to pH. I'm going to start with you, Chris. In one minute, what is pH and why does it matter? pH is the potential hydrogen that's in the solution, meaning how acidic the solution is. Uh, when you talk about alkalinity, you're talking about the minerals that is able to buffer the solution of acid uh, acid in a solution, basically. So you, wanna, you want the mineral content to basically be able to do that, and that takes in organic mat, uh, minerals. Okay. I think I got it. Let me ask you, James, when we're thinking about pH, right? Yeah. I know you test water in the in your in your shop. What's the what's the average pH of tap water? Uh, city tap water is about seven point two up to maybe seven four, depending on the municipality. But in Norfolk, it's around seven two. Okay. And that's because of the chlorine and uh, the chloramine, which is a mixture of ammonia and chlorine. Okay. That raises the pH. What about uh, some of the popular bottled waters? I ask you about Dasani and um, Aquafina. Uh, they are that's filtered water, and I think uh, Dasani. I think they actually put the minerals back in their water, mm. uh, so that raises the pH a little. Uh, in general, I think what what most people don't realize is that your pH of your body fluctuates. In the morning, your urine should be slightly acidic, and that's because the hydrochloric acid from food being digested. And a, a misconception is that you should raise the pH of your body until it becomes you know, up in the 7-5 range and all, but that is not a natural state. Your urine is supposed to be acidic, otherwise there's a potential that you could end up with urinary tract infections from all kinds of things that are still trapped in your urine, because urine is actually sterile. It's 
supposed to be sterile, and that's because that's a natural state in your body. We just decided with, with Water Plus to clean the water, get the water as clean as possible so that you can, uh, your body can utilize the water any way it wants to. And uh, we try to take out all of the contaminants in the water. Okay, you, you got Chris going. Go I just, ahead, I sir. just wanted to tell you something really in closing because um, with the salts um, and the minerals in your water, water transport uh, through those salts. So that's where you get the sodium potassium pumps that goes inside and outside of your cells, right? So water follows salt where salt, sodium, and chloride goes. So you have uh, mostly the water on the outside of your cells. Uh, more uh, two two bodies of water. You have more fresh water inside the cell and more of a salt water on, on the outside of your cell, and that's what causes that electrical gradient uh, to basically move water back and forth through your cells, which give you that electrical charge. So you do need those minerals. Mm. Your thought in the last thirty seconds, Mr. Tabor? Uh, water. All due respect to Chris, water is. Uh, not meant to feed you. Water is meant to transport nutrients uh, to aid in cooling your body and to transport waste. Now, having drinking spring water, that water is, is, is comes from a good source. It comes from a healthy source. I'm not I'm not putting spring water down by any means. I'm just simply stating that drinking distilled water, your body uh, is utilizing water at a pure state. And that, in that way, we're not interfering with, with how the body normally works as far as whether the, the pH or not is, is at a certain level. Your body will self-regulate your pH. I am sensing that there will be a part two of this debate. (laughs) I I, I, I mean, no offense to to Chris whatsoever. I have a lot of respect for Chris. And he, you. Hey, look, we we will do a part two. We're going to bring you into the station, Brother Tabor. (laughs) I want to thank you all for tuning in to Black Wall Street today, sponsored by Milestone, a mental health agency. James, I might have to stop down there and order plus, and we go ahead and finish it out in there, bro. Apex Financial Group in Virginia. Okay. <laughs> Our guest, the awesome, awesome James David of Water Plus in Norfolk and Chris Harrison of Family Springs, FamilySprings.com. We're building minds, building connections, guys. And we're forging the path ahead toward business success in the black community. We look forward to talking next week. Phenomenal. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black, uh, black Wall Street, black Wall Street. Black Wall Street.